Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Yes, ma'am. You had better. Well, let's get them up. Get them going. It's Thursday on Hook 'em Up with Ian Robbie. Five hours of stimulating sports conversation begins right now. Five hours a day, five days a week, right here on the Horn. Appreciate you being there, wherever you're finding us. On this, the 19th of October, could be 1019, maybe AM 1260 is where you find us. Old school, new school, digitally on the Horn app. Growing those numbers by the day, and we appreciate that. Download download that Horn app to your smartphone. Listen to us wherever you are in the 512 and all over Central Texas, all over the state, all over the world. With a touch of a button, you can also watch our show or listen at our website, hornfm.com. Also the Twitch channel there to watch the program. And you can always watch us on YouTube at the Horn Austin on our YouTube channel. Appreciate you subscribing to that as we get you rolling on this Thursday into the weekend now. NFL Week 7 opens tonight in New Orleans. We'll preview the full that game and the full weekend of the NFL. College football never ends. A couple games last night in the state of Texas. And uh, football into the weekend, including the Longhorns, down at Houston to take on the Cougars. Big 12 slate. Major uh, implication games around the uh, national scene of college football as well this weekend. We will begin to really drill down on those uh, contests coming up over our five hours of conversation today. And, yeah, baseball, a little baseball in there. Astros responding uh, up in Arlington. The Road Warriors get a big win up in uh, uh, Arlington last night to get back into the ALCS. Game four is tonight. We'll preview and look back at what happened last night there as the Astros get a big win. So a lot to do. Be a busy five hours as usual. A lot to do, and we look who it is across the uh, desk from me. He is our shutdown corner. Five hours a day, five days a week. of course, from DBU down in the five one in the seven one three and DB high DB. Let me get this right. DB high down in the seven one three. DBU right here in the five one two. Four stops in uh, uh, NFL zip codes as well. And now a proud papa, the football theorist Blackstradamus himself is here. Rod Babers, how are you, Rod? I'm doing great, brother. And I appreciate the intro as always. And yeah, man, Thursday basically is officially the weekend because you got sure it is. <laughs> you got your NFL weekend starting off, and uh, they, you know, tomorrow is the weekend officially. So I basically make the weekend the week a little shorter. Just start the weekend on Thursday. Might as well. Might as well. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Heck thing. yeah. Uh, also, a beautiful thing is those who serve. We appreciate you. We do it every morning, and we are happy to do it, uh, proud to do it. Uh, it is an honor, but also a burden to serve. Our society built on the selflessness of service So all those who choose to serve. Uh, we appreciate you in any capacity, God, country, and community, uh, whether it be soldiers, first responders, teachers, nurses, uh, all of you. We really appreciate you. I just want to let you know that every morning. Every single morning, this one included, the uh, Thursday 19th of October, and a lot to dive into, and uh, Ty Henderson is through the glass. Hey, how you there feeling you in there, uh, big fella? There you go. Feeling good. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. All right. He was pretty cocky yesterday about his Rangers, wasn't he? He was. He was cocky He's about popping him. off. I think it'll be all one. It's okay. Yeah. It's a no. series now. I like it. It is a series now. That's, it is a that's series. how I feel, too. It's a series now, officially. Yeah. Yeah, back in it. Back in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got, we got rid of all of our bad relievers last night. That was the plan. <laughs> well, now you're not. Now you're. Uh, you have, you, the Astros have awoken, and uh, now they're in the pitching advantage because the Rangers are going to start Andrew Heaney, but they're not really sure about that. This is a big win for Houston last night. Let's talk about it. Let's get the headlines, trending topics to start your Thursday morning, including that Astros win and how they got there. 
Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories to start our 6 o'clock hour, and it starts with baseball. Houston Astros put it into that Texas Rangers postseason win streak, ended it at seven games. They got themselves right back into the ALCS with a 8-5 win in Arlington last night. Houston jumped out 3-0 uh, with three spot in the second inning thanks to a walk, a hit batter, and a wild pitch from Rangers starter Max Scherzer, who was not sharp. Then with two outs in that frame, huge hit for Houston catcher Martin Maldonado at the bottom of the order. He delivered a two-run single through the left side. Jose Altuve led off the third with his 25th post, uh, career postseason home run. Jordan Alvarez drove in a couple more in the seventh to extend the lead. Houston right-hander Christian Javier posted another strong start. and He held the Red Hot Rangers to two runs and three hits. Lowered his, ERA to five, uh, lowered his career playoff ERA to 2.08 over five and two-thirds. Josh Young. Uh, the Ranger third baseman, the only blemish, big two-run homer in the fifth inning. The former Red Raider hit a second two-run shot in the seventh to keep it close. Texas still leads that series seven, uh, two games to one. Game four is tonight. Andrew Heaney will start for the Rangers. Jose Urquidy for the Astros. Texas football now T-minus two days until the eighth-ranked Longhorns face the Houston Cougars for the first time in 22 years. Last time Texas and Houston played, a junior named Rod Babers was shutting down his side of the field at nice. uh, DBU. Chris Sims threw for 311 yards and three touchdowns. Lead Texas to a win at Robertson Stadium, 53-26. They'll play at TDECU Stadium on Saturday. Longhorns facing the 3-3 Houston team that won their first ever game as a member of the Big 12. That Hail Mary, final play Hail Mary, beat West Virginia last Thursday. Texas currently a 23-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. College football last night. New Mexico ripped UTEP 28-7. Out uh, west there in Huntsville, how about Florida International took down Sam Houston in overtime, 33-27. Week 7 in the NFL kicks off tonight in New Orleans. 3-3 three and three Saints hosting the 4-2 and two Jacksonville Jags. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence listed as questionable for that game. Suffered a knee sprain in their win over the Colts this past Sunday. He says he plans to play, though. Game kicks just after 7 o'clock. Trade in the NFL where the Miko Hardeman is headed back to Kansas City. We're signed with the uh, Speedy Whiteout, signed with the Jets last March in free agency. Jets have sent him back to KC in exchange in an exchange of late-round draft picks. And in basketball, congrats to the Las Vegas Aces. They're the first WNBA team ever to repeat as champions in the league's 21-year history. They held on for a 70-69 win over the New York Liberty last night. Asia Wilson led the way with 24 points and 16 rebounds. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. But nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month. Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Uh, you've been saying it. The Astros are road warriors. That's exactly what they did once again. I yep. mean, <laughs> uh, and they, they seem to be at their best. I don't know if it's the psychology of being the villain. That's kind of my theory I've thrown out there, but the numbers don't lie. Astros have won 17 of their last 20 games on the road overall, six of the last seven at the Gilf uh, during the regular season, uh, and including the postseason, Houston now has the best road record in Major League Baseball, if you include, obviously, postseason and regular season. Yeah, they. I don't know what it is. It doesn't make any sense, actually. But well, well, the villain thing is the best I got. Dusty Baker, <laughs> Dusty Baker tried to explain it last night after the game. Did he? Yeah, can I let you, can, I, can you hear this? Here's Dusty Baker trying to explain why the Astros are so bad at home and so good on the road. I asked the team in spring training to be the best road team. Maybe I should have asked them to be the best road and home team. 
There you go. Simple. <laughs> you get what you emphasize? Yeah, yeah. It's like Sark. Sark's been emphasizing second half, finished games, fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's like, well, now we, sl- we start slow. It's like, damn and it. I didn't think like, about that. It's like, dang. <laughs> Why did I, what did I do that for? I got to be more specific. Red zone, we need to do well. It's like you got to be really specific about these things. But that's a good point. You get what you emphasize. That's right. That's all right. It's okay. My and man. he emphasized they be good on the road, and they are they are the best on the road. Yeah. Just one of the worst at home. And Get it, it back to Houston. <laughs> yeah. And experience matters. Houston friends are like, oh, no. Well, and look, I mean, experience matters in these spots. There's no question about that. And, and as we talked about yesterday, what kind, what Max Scherzer are we going to get? The Rangers were kind of hoping Max Scherzer could go to the mound and give him, but it's tough to not pitch for for you know five weeks and roll out there based on a you know simulated start and be sharp. And he wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't sharp. I mean, yeah, that's you get sharp. Scherzer. I expected three runs. Uh, playoff five. sharp is different than sharp, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're talking about the, you're talking about the magnification of every pitch, and you know he got through the first inning pretty easily, but then second inning, um, he was his own worst enemy, right? A walk. Uh, hit batter, uh, then the wild pitch, and then gosh, you I mean he could have pitched right out of it, but Martin Maldonado uh, at the bottom of the order—that's an out you got to get if you're Max Scherzer facing a you know 190 hitter, and he rips it, you know, left the fastball up and uh, not didn't locate. This is what we talked about yesterday, Rod was mm-hmm. the location doesn't take much, right? And all of a sudden the Astros are playing with the lead, and as we talked about putting Scoring the first, you know, getting the, getting the runs on the board, getting mm-hmm. the three spot up there, and all of a sudden playing with the lead, Christian Javier. Who's been in this spot many, many times? He went out there and uh, was able to pitch comfortably. Um, crowd got out of it a little bit. They got down on the, you know, more weren't, as, weren't as, as hyped up. And uh, Christian Javier been there many times, and that's now the advantage for Houston. They're going to send Jose Arquiti to the mound, who's been a pay, postseason stalwart for them over the years. Uh, Rangers are going to go with Andrew Heaney, who'll be making his first postseason start. And uh, you know, they're kind of Astros are now in the pitching advantage because uh, they they they're deeper in their their starting rotation. And again, as you just said, they're they're very comfortable playing a Globe Life field. So big game tonight. I mean, I as a you know student of baseball and a fan of baseball, this is a big game. Mm-hmm. Tonight becomes really a, a crucial game. If Houston can win it, um, you know, all of a sudden look out. Uh, if if Texas wins tonight, they'll they'll you know last night. I don't want to say it doesn't matter. They still put themselves on the brink of of advancement. Uh, tonight becomes a really really big game because. Uh, um, again, if the Rangers win, they're on the brink of advancement, and they can start to shuffle their pitching uh, with the day off coming uh, into Friday's game. Or uh, no, actually, they'll play three three straight games in Arlington. They won't have a day off till Saturday. But uh, tonight's becomes very big, uh, very big. Houston has a chance to bounce right back into it. Yeah, and pitching, uh, basically pitching with the lead and playing with the lead has been so big in this in this postseason. Seventy four percent win percentage for teams that score first. Yes. Jump out there. This seems to be, you know, a huge, a bigger advantage than usual. Seems to be in these playoffs, and that's what the Astros did. Uh, jumped out there first. Yeah, and took advantage of a of a shaky, not sharp Max, yeah. shaky and, Scherzer, which you, yeah, really good in the first, and then you know got after him, and that's you know Christian Javier. They call him El Reptil. El Reptil. That's a um, fantastic nickname. Isn't that good? That is really cool. Yeah, he's he's comfortable in that spot. Did he have the cleats? To match Martin the, Maldonado did. Uh, Martin Maldonado. I saw the cleats online. I the saw the reptilian skin cleats. That's pretty damn cool. Re- I didn't know reptil. That. Yeah. It's pretty but, badass. And the thing about Javier is only 26 years old. He's just pitched in so many big spots for Houston. And just call, man. He just uh, threw 51 of his 85 for strikes. He pitched ahead in the count. Worked five and two-thirds. Josh Young was really the bright spot for the Rangers. He hit a couple of home runs. Or else the Rangers wouldn't have done much last night. But Josh Young is the guy that uh, Astros have to figure out a little better. Uh, but that's the first loss for the Rangers. They had been seven and zero 
in the postseason, and now we'll see. They're a streaky team, Rod. Streaks can go back the other way, too. They can go back the other way. And, the uh, man, the Astros, the Astros batters, batting averages versus Andrew Heaney, career batting averages, look pretty good for the Astros. Yeah. That's because he played on the Yankees. I know, just throwing it out there. I, you it's, know, a, it's a different That's Heaney. because he played on the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> Ask Jordan Montgomery. I don't know. I'm not, I, hey, I'm he just, pitched pretty well. No, I'm not saying. I'm just, I'm just going with some of the numbers, the numbers that I've been floating out there from some of the Astros you know, players, career batting averages. Well, you know, just take that as you will. Numbers, just, numbers. Just data, that's all. Just data. going out the data. Data doesn't matter. The data, that's a tie. That's it, doesn't tie. Ma- it doesn't matter as much in a rivalry like this and in the postseason where teams are, you know, there are a lot of outliers. Uh, like you said, young guys step up. You never know who's going to be, you know, make a big, you know, ha- have a big hit, end up making a great play. Like Leo yeah. Traveris. That dude's making a name for himself. That was yeah, unbelievable like, like, yeah, play. You just, those things you can't account for in the data. That yeah. guy, is un- that was an unbelievable play. I mean, obviously took away another home run from Jordan Alvarez, uh, who continues to pulverize the baseball, drove in a couple in the seventh. But, yeah, it took that home run away. What a play. Up over the fence and up over the wall. How about that catch from Brantley, too? Yeah, Brant- that was a huge play. That, mm-hmm. that was just as big in my mind. It was. And uh, Michael Brantley, not known at this at this point of his career for his defense, but uh, he ran that down. And as we predicted, uh, we didn't see the lineup card when we were doing the show yesterday, but I, I predicted that Dusty Baker would move Michael Brantley into the two-hole, move Kyle Tucker down. Michael Brantley's been taking great at-bats. He's just a professional hitter. Put him behind Altuve, ahead of Bregman. And then uh, let let Kyle Tucker slide down in the lineup, which they did, and it worked out for Dusty Baker. But again, long series—that's the thing about you know when you're playing those best of threes and then best of fives, they're quicker series. These long series, the team with the deeper pitching, I think experience matters more in a long series, which is why you know I wasn't waving the white flag after two straight losses, knowing the Astros have been in this spot many times. But you know, big game tonight, really big game, uh, and they need a good start from Andrew Heaney. Uh, if you're an Astros fan, you've seen Jose Urquidy, who's kind of a now, not a big name on a, on a team full of all-stars. He's kind of an understated uh, player, but he's been in this spot many times in a big start for Houston and has typically come up big. Uh, he's just a he's out of Mexico, and he's just a really, really good pitcher. Uh, you know, we always, there's always the phrase crafty lefty. Uh, you know, we always hear that, crafty mm-hmm. left-hander, which Andrew Heaney kind of is. Uh, Jose Arquiti's a crafty righty. He just—he's not overpowering, but he can really pitch. He can spot his his uh, you know three or four pitches for strikes. He can really uh, set up, use the fastball to set up his other pitches. He's got a little bit of a screwball in there that he can throw. So Jose Arquiti tonight in a big spot. Also, the Phillies and uh, Diamondbacks will come back and they'll play an afternoon game today out in the desert. Uh, with the Phillies up two games tonight. So you got a doubleheader of baseball tonight. You got the NFL with Jacksonville facing New Orleans. We'll preview that game coming up. And Rod, I mentioned in the headlines last time Texas played at Houston, you were playing. I do remember that. You yeah. remember that game? This is the back uh, in your hometown. This is the Bleacher Gate, where right? It was all about the uh, the the, those, the erector set. <laughs> those temporary, right? Temporary bleachers or the stands. Oh, not happy. I remember where that. they thought it might have been dangerous, and they put some. They put Longhorn fans and boosters and donors in that section. And yeah, the uh, at least the the folklore is that the Los Dallas. So upset that <laughs> vowed that he while he was there they wouldn't play Houston again. Well, it, it was not like, in the, not it was there. hazardous. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, obviously I was on the field, so I don't know. I'd heard about all this stuff afterwards, but yes. Now I, I'm assuming uh, that was you but, know 22 years ago. Yeah, I mean, Sam showed up in that game though. You're right. He balled out. Uh, and you, best you, that had to be a big deal for you going back home. Oh yeah, that was fun. Back to uh, the seven one. Me down yeah. to the third war. I, I, I knew some of those guys, uh, you know, on that team. I mean, that was fun. That your was, your, fam- like your that. family come out to that? Did your parents come and, out to all the games? Yeah, parents were. That's why I went. That's why I stayed in the state so parents could go to most of the games. That was the biggest reason I stayed in the state. 
I will say, no if you're going to the game Saturday. Um, hey, Sam, go get some of that French's fried chicken, man. It's right there. Third ward, baby. Yeah, baby. Third ward. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would advise you to get there early. I would advise you to get there early. The, the traffic down in that area is a mess. Oh, it's Houston traffic is a mess. Oh. It's just Houston. Is that like downtown Houston? South. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the third ward. Basically, it's close. It's closer, but it's south. Yeah, it's like south. It's Houston. south of yeah, yeah. You go down I forty five, right by it's Hobby Airport. To southeast Houston. Yeah. yeah, it's just right by Hobby Airport. By Yates High School, yes. like right across the street from Yates High School, right there. Yeah, when Houston was was what started eighteen thirties, they they divided them into wards. Oh, I yeah. know. First I'm, ward, I'm second ward, third Houston ward, fourth rap. ward. Fifth ward. Yeah, and that's in the mm. third ward. That's where Beyonce's from. Which The fifth ward is where all the rappers are from. West, right? that's fifth right. ward is North Houston. Yeah, that's North. where. That's why Swisher House and, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, like the, like the Michael 5000 Watts, South Houston, which is kind of close to the third ward, but South Park, which is kind of where I'm from, South Acres, that South is. That's yeah, South Park Mexican, Screwston. That's DJ Screw. Okay, cool. That's that crew. Yeah, that's uh, Screwston. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. No doubt. Dang. Oh yeah, South Acre, South South Park, baby, representing. Yeah, this is we talking about parts of Beyonce's third war. Yeah, she's third war, but that's right down the street from like I, I from where I grew up in South Park. Third ward is like a, a five to ten minute drive, depending on what part of third ward you're going to. Okay. So it's it's right. I'm right not there. too familiar. I've only been yeah. to Houston like five times in my life. Yeah, so. and then Hiram Clark, where Vy is from, is probably like fifteen minutes west of me. Yeah, Hiram um, Clark is Hyme over Clark. by the uh, the Astrodome NRG yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That area. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still in the head. It's still got the framework in the head, man. Astro World, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Astro World, you know, hey, there you go, Water World, baby. Water yeah. World, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that, man. I had the season pass, baby. Me too. Season, oh, that was great. I went out there with my. That's back in the day. You see, title, know nothing about this. You had to carry your, you had to carry a notepad with you so you can get numbers from girls. <laughs> Because we had no phone. Is that your notepad or yeah, you, had to, you had to have something with you to write so you could get the digits. Otherwise, where are you going to have the digits? Unless you can just remember it like that, then good for you. But we ain't had no phone back then. So, hey, man, you had to pull out that boom on the pad. The, the water and then, you, and then you compare notes and you're like, how many numbers you got? I'm like, man, like listen, that. we got. Then you had to, to go Did you buy. ever go to the uh, the late night DJ thing? Oh, yeah, like the little, right little by concerts. The cyclone, right by the yeah, cyclone. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Oh, that was, oh, trust me. That's I spent a lot of time in season pass. Well, season pass. I worked that season pass. Oh man, I met a lot of girls when my young teen years. It is uh, now confirmed, though. If if it, this does go to Game Six, I will be there on Sunday. Oh, so I might I might need someone to cover for me on Monday. Unless Hell I'm yeah! Back after, but yeah. I, got, I got I got a free ticket, so I got to go down there. What do you mean you got a free, free ticket? ticket? Who's giving you free? How tickets? you get free tickets to a playoff game? That's a tough ticket. I'm, I got, you got people. I got people. Damn, Ty. Dang. You really do have people. Because yeah, I was talking about he's broke and he's end up at. He's broke. Now he's going to the game. <laughs> Hold up. Did we get any Creed uh, I, shout out or a video in Game it. 3? I think uh, they're saving it. When what are really waiting for? I didn't say, what you waiting for? If it gets tied up 2 2 and all the momentum, but it goes I, back I'd and forth. I expect it in the next night or two. Yeah. Okay. Right. I was going to say, I'm, I'm with you on that. I need too. at least a, a, a five run cushion before the Creed single. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, you don't want to jinx Creed. They bring them out too early, then Astros rally back. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could work for them, too. Yeah, you got them singing in the dugout, too. You're so like, funny. no! This guy goes from flat broke. He's, he's so poor he can't even like. Hey. He had a nicotine fit going because he couldn't. He couldn't even afford. I went to ACL him. this weekend. For it's free called too. balling on a budget. E. That's what you do. When you, yeah, you ball ACL on the budget, for baby. free. Now you're going to the Rangers Astros hey. game. If, if it goes to Game Six, that'll be down in Houston. I got of course. H-Town. It's got to yeah. be a good friend. It's all about who you know. Yeah, I went to Super Bowls when I was in college because I had good friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you know, too. You know. I had, hey, and when I, had, I do have money, <laughs> I ball out. Exactly. Yeah, I share. 
You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? I share. I take expect it back every yeah, once in a while. But I'm with you. Just say you had friends that, that can afford to take you to playoff games. I had friends that can afford to take me to Super Bowls. Or it was fun. Friends' parents. Good or friends' parents. <laughs> and whatever. Hey, it don't matter. Them your friends, too. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, funny. yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. So Astros are back in it. We're talking about wards of Houston. If you're going down to the Houston uh, game, be careful. Get, I'd get there early. It's just, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. That, that, I agree. The, and get there early for the fried chicken. Get some Frenchies. Where is that? It's right. It's right there. There, where they. It used to be at that little shack at the corner, uh, right there, uh, like Caddy Corner to Yates and the Caddy Corner to U of H. Now they've moved it. They got an actual brick and more like an actual restaurant. It used to be like a house they turned into. But Frenchie's Fried Chicken. Look for it. It's right there, off Scott. Legit. Oh, it's it's. I think it's the best fried chicken in H Town. I do. Dang. Yeah. It's a, oh, it's yeah. You can just ask somebody around. Hey, where the Frenchie's at? They be like, oh man, Frenchie's down there. <laughs> They'll tell you where it's down at. There. <laughs> yeah, down there. That's you, it. That's exactly like that. Oh, yeah, Frenchie's down there. Down yeah. there. When I get to Houston, right down I start down sounding more like Houston. So it's weird. And my wife said she's like, "Who are you talking to? And why do you sound like that?" I was like, "I talk to H Town people. I start sounding like I'm from H Town." Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. <laughs> I do the same thing if I'm at like a country concert. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Twang a little bit. Got that draw. You're yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> Down in the seven one three, baby. The seven one three. H Town, man. H Town. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a suburb kid. You're you're inside the loop. You're in the inner city. Yeah, right? we uh, went to. Yeah. I, was, I was a suburb kid. So yeah. you know. and now everybody's in suburbs. Not a whole. It's more suburbs than it is city. Oh, in the greater Houston is ridiculously sprawling. Oh man, uh, everywhere. But yeah, we got a lot to do. We'll get to Texas. We'll get behind the burnt orange curtain coming up at the bottom of the hour. Rod will continue to drill down on this game. You know the the, the uh, Mike, Mike Mike Craven and I recorded our uh, preview oh, yeah, of this game, Texas, the, yeah. the Eyes on Texas podcast. It'll be out today. Shout out. Uh, and Craven is so good because he's with Dave Campbell's Texas football, and he called the uh, the Hail Mary play. He said it. He was talking to fo- folks down in Houston and said that might have been a twenty million dollar play. Because if they lose what? that game, if, well, that was wow. that, that was a big game for it Dana Hogerson. It was a Dana Hogerson Bowl. Because it was it, the old team, and you can't leave a program to go down, which is what he did, right? <laughs> yeah. He left a Power Five program at West Virginia to go down to Houston. That wasn't a Power Five because they paid him a bunch of money, and he wanted to get out of Morgantown. I mean, mm-hmm. Dana Hogerson likes to have a good time. Houston's more fun than Morgantown, way more fun. And but then you can't play that team four years later, and they're ahead of you. Mm. Yeah, you can't go. Agreed. You can't lose that game. That's an indictment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, Tillman Fertitta is the sugar daddy of Houston. I mean, the big money. You know, Houston Rockets owner, mm-hmm. Landry's restaurateur, magnate, billionaire. You know, he's not real happy with where the state of the program is. You lose that game, go two and four, and then here comes Houston. Or here comes Texas coming in as a you know more than a three touchdown favorite. You were supposed to. We hired you to be ready for the Big Twelve. Yeah, we hired you to to get us in. You know, to, to, to hire a big name coach. To get us ready for a Big Twelve competition, we can't be two and four. That was a huge win because now they're three and three, and you know, it doesn't. I know it was a, a hail mary. Same time, your record is your record, and now here comes Houston. Here comes Texas into Houston. Can you find a way? We'll talk about that game and get you. Uh, I don't think Houston has much on the defensive side of the ball that's going <laughs> to slow Texas down. But at the same time, you know, well, can, can they replicate a little bit of what what Oklahoma did uh, two so, weeks ago up there in Dallas? To uh, your point. Um, because I agree with you, by the way, 100%. If Dana Hogerson's job is, and he knows it, right, is on the line, is essentially game to game, because um, I'm with you about the way that game looked and it worked out. It's like the football gods were shining upon him. You can expect him to empty you know, all the ideas out. You can expect him to throw the kitchen sink, uh, the bathroom sink, and everything else at Texas in this game 
just to try. He's already said it, by the way. I'll get his quote was basically that he's been told. Remember, David Randa also had a quote similar to this. Uh, but he said, here's the quote that basically he's been told by boosters and donors. Just win this one. Yeah, here's that's the right. quote. He said, uh, quote, I've got a lot of comments. Just beat Texas. Don't care if you win any of them. <laughs> but if you've got to win that one, you can go one in 11 and it's OK if you beat Texas. So that is a quote from Dana Hogerson from Cron.com. He knows that this can happen. save his job. That's what trap game. I know that's, that's what trap games are. Trap games when a team can save its season by ruining your season. I, I don't even think it's that. Yeah, I, this has got to be a cupcake game for Texas. It, it should, should be. be. It's got to be a three-score victory. It should. I totally, I totally agree with you. But for Dana Hogerson, the desperation factor for him, like he was mentioning, he knows he's got nothing to lose. He's gonna, he, he might lose his job this year anyway if he doesn't need to make a bowl game or look really good. And he knows he doesn't have to make a bowl game if he can beat Texas. Like he doesn't, if you beat Texas, you're gonna get it. They might start. They might get a contract extension. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> well, because it's. It, but you know, Dave Aranda said the same thing, and he couldn't do anything about it either. No, he's got whipped like you still. Players something. play. <laughs> yes, uh, coach totally is coach. Agree. Totally agree. And Texas has the players right now, and off a of bye week, should be healthy. We'll get an update today from Sark. He does his weekly Thursday uh, Zoom. Uh, we'll get an update on uh, the injured Longhorns on the offensive line. Uh, Ryan Watts at corner. J.T. Sanders will hopefully get an update. We'll be able to give you. Uh, later today or tomorrow uh, on the show. Coming back, Rod goes behind the BOC. We'll talk Texas and uh, Houston, the Astros and Rangers. Also some uh, What the Facts before the end of the first hour of our five-hour sports conversation this morning and every morning right here on 1019 AM 1260. Stream it on the Horn app and always at hornfm.com. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn Hook them up. Thursday. Football weekend starts tonight. Got the uh, Saints and Jaguars from New Orleans. Trevor Lawrence says he's going to play, even though he's got a bit of a knee sprain. Jaguars went to London and got got right. They were 1-2 to start the year, but went to London, won back-to-back games, and beat the Colts last week, so they're down 4-2. and two. Saints are 3-3 three and three coming off that loss to the Texans on Saturday. Uh, that game will kick off after 7 tonight. We'll preview it, uh, get some what-the-facts for the top of the hour. Congratulations. Well, I don't know if this congrats, but uh, of note, uh, Longhorn running back Jonathan Brooks, a member of the uh, the Athletic dot com's first half All American team in college yeah, football. I saw that. Yeah, first half. Of course, uh, six games in. Jonathan Brooks, your lead running back, with uh, Michael Penix at quarterback and uh, Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU, on that list. Brock Bowers at tight end and um, member of the Houston Cougars, by the way, Patrick Paul, their left tackle who's probably the best player on the Houston Cougars team. Uh, he is the first-team All-American tackle there. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Really good player at left yeah. tackle. That's one guy that you need to watch this weekend. But who would have predicted that when the season began? That's what's great about football. Jonathan Brooks, uh, he says here, arguably the nation's best running back uh, through the first six games of the year. That's crazy. Is he going to go to the draft? He might. He now might. have to consider it. You have to as a running back. Yeah, yeah, if he's the top running back on the board. Yeah, if he's the best running back coming out. He's got to consider it. It'd be, you know, it'd be foolhardy not to. And uh, yeah, it says it, it, written here in the Athletic dot com says the Longhorns lost arguably the nation's best running back in Bijan Robinson a year ago. Yet they might have the nation's best back again in Jonathan Brooks, and that to mm-hmm. me is the key to this game this weekend. Just just saddle it up, and uh, you know, you now know you've got a capable 
more than capable running back. Uh, make that your your engine, and then build off of that in your offense. Rod makes things pretty simple when you can line it up yeah. with, the, with the big he, humans up front and run the ball. Sark doesn't like simple though. I, I it, but I think we people like that about him. But Sark he likes to pass to open up the run. Uh, I'm not saying he's pass happy. He wants to run the football, but he doesn't necessarily always choose the simplest route. <laughs> All right, or this, you know, what I mean, the simplest solution. He likes the more extravagant, the more exotic sometimes, and he likes his offense to be aesthetically pleasing. I've even said this. Sark wants to get the crowd hype. He has said that. He has said, I want my offense to get people excited about the game, he likes watching the, the game. And the Oz. He, yeah, he wants you guys to be on your feet when you guys are sitting, you know, sitting down for the first and first quarter because he hasn't stimulated the the audience in some way. You know, he feels bad. He's in his bag thinking, damn it, man. Boring. I, got, I gotta get the exactly I gotta get the crowd <laughs> hype here. All right. And he could he could just run the football down their throat. They are really bad. I think they're 99th or nine I think they're ninety-sixth uh in rush defense. They're really bad. But Sark hey, is not gonna need... go that route. I think he's gonna he's gonna be balanced and he might pass to open up the run. But they're really I'm bad okay in pass defense that. too. I mean they're really bad. They're like hundred uh, seventeenth in pass defense. So you can choose whatever you want against you. Pick your poison, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Tavondre Sweat, by the way, first team all American halfway through the year on the defensive side for the Longhorns too. For the athletic? Yeah. Yeah. Athletic.com. Tavondre Sweat. Uh, all right, uh, we'll we'll get to all that. We got uh, football on the brain. Astros beat the Rangers last night, eight uh, five. They've gotten back into the series now, two games to one. Rangers. We'll preview game four tonight. This text says, "Hey, uh, uh, not sure if the Astros have the pitching advantage. Astros had to use their better bullpen guys last night, while the Rangers saved theirs." Well, I would say this: the Astros can use those same bullpen guys again tonight. Uh, they do that a lot. It's not. It's not. Uncommon for Dusty Baker to go back to Hector Neris tonight and uh, Jose Abreu and Ryan Presley. That's what makes the Astros really good. They don't, you don't, you, you can't. They don't shut down after one one appearance last night. They'll they also know yeah. they'll go they'll go several games in a row. Those guys have. I mean, if you go back to last year when the Astros won the World Series, those three guys were a huge part of why they won the mm-hmm. World Series. Rafael Montero was a part of that too. Um, their their bullpen ERA last year in the run of the World Series was, I think, the lowest ever in postseason history. I mean, those guys were awesome, and that's where if you if Houston can play with a lead, it becomes daunting for their, any other yeah, team because you've got to face uh, Naris, whose ERA is like one for four. Then you got to face uh, Abreu and then Presley. Uh, yeah. So that's but you know that, that's the, the Rangers have played with the lead in the in the in in series so far last night finally the Astros got to play with the lead and you saw uh that outcome hey let's go behind the burn orange curtain though it's all about Texas football Longhorns getting ready for the Houston Cougars on Saturday and they were all asking themselves the same question what is behind that curtain uh just to continue the conversation um about the accolades that the Longhorns have been given the kind of mid-season accolades and awards. Uh, UT actually posted this on their website, uh, on their social media, I should say. Uh, they posted this. The AP gave out their mid-season All-American team honors and uh, Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy a second team. Oh. AP. AP. All-Americans, which is pretty damn good. I, mean, so, I don't know how many D tackles they put on there, but it couldn't be many. Um, and then Jonathan Brooks' first team, AP. All-American right now to go along with what you were talking about, about the athletics. So Jonathan Brooks, it is an amazing story. He's now um, AP, ESPN, CBS Sports, Athletic, Fox, and USA Today all have him as a first-team midseason All-American. 
four straight hundred plus yard games. Um, 121 rushing yards per game, first among Power Five running backs, and he's the Big Twelve leader in rushing yards per game, all-purpose yards, rushing TDs, and total TDs. He is easily the biggest surprise of the season for Texas. He may be the biggest surprise in college football. When you think about how following up Bijan Robinson, nobody thought Texas has the best running back room in the country with Bijan Robinson and Rojo, and they'll have it again the next season. Well, and he with Jonathan Rooks. Well, he wasn't even the starter, <laughs> and he's a first team. Yeah, he started the first two games. Yeah, yeah Central Baxter started the first two games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the freshman was the starter, and here he is, his first team All American. Because I have a feeling there was a promise to CJ Baxter that he would start. He's like, "Hey, I fulfilled my promise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you technically did start, so hey, no man of my word." Well, <laughs> I, well, I, I, that those things are. I don't know if that happened, but that, those types of things are promised in recruiting at sure. times. Yeah, number one running back in the country. Yeah. Uh, but I would also say that, you know, it's on C.J. Baxter. He's the one that you know, get, keeps getting banged up. Can't that, finish a game. You know, it's one of those. He's soft. Oh, see, well, I don't know. Freshman. Every, he's time, a freshman. every time he gets hit, he limps off the field. I, 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 I'm I not exaggerating. Not every or time. He, but he can't finish a game. Maybe right. he doesn't limp off the field, but he gets up acting like something's wrong with he's him. Gotta, uh, I think he, he, what he's got to figure out is the difference between him being hurt and when he's injured. And a, young players sometimes struggle with that. Um, am I hurt or am I injured? And pain, it's like, well, no. if you can play through it, that usually means that you are you're hurt and not injured. If you can't play through it, then you're injured. So I just think he's probably making that determination. Probably hadn't figured that out yet. At the high school level, guys like that don't figure that out because you don't get hit hard enough consistently. <laughs> you get hit hard uh, at that, the higher you get up in the levels of football. So I think maybe that's it. I hope that's it. I hope, hope you're not right. But like I said, he hasn't finished the game yet. No, and Jonathan hasn't. Brooks has taken advantage of every opportunity. That's his spot now. And he, that dude, Jonathan Brooks, has finished games. Oh, he is a finisher. He is, yeah. He's a closer. Yeah. Alabama. No, I, know, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I think he took it personal. He, I took that personal. When Sark wouldn't name him as the start, he's like, what? I'm the vet here? And, um, you know, I, I've, shown, I've shown it on the field. So I think his, honestly, you could, maybe Sark did it on purpose. Uh, his competitive sickness kind of took over, I think, in some respect where he wanted to prove that that was his spot. And, hell, in that, not only proving that it was his spot, now he's proving that he might be, he's, might be the best running back in the country. That's crazy. You That's, know what? When was the last time a program did that? I know it's happened where they've had the best running back in the country in back-to-back years. Different player too. When yes, I'm saying, in, no, no, bring, no, no, no. I'm, saying. Back. I'm talking about back to back years with a different player with a different Alabama. Yeah, Alabama Alabama's, Alabama's probably, Alabama's done, probably it. done it. Yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting? Uh, we, you know, Houston doesn't have a lot of great players. U of H, but uh, on this same list, Patrick Paul, the left tackle. Yeah, he's a real deal. Six seven three fifteen. He's from Jersey Village down there, kind of mm-hmm. where, near where North I grew side, up. Yeah, Northwest. And uh, how about this? According to Pro Football Focus, Paul has not only not a lot of sack this year. He hasn't allowed a single pressure, according to PFF. Nice. Not a pressure. Uh, that is pretty incredible mm-hmm. through six games of football. They're 3-3, three and three, but he hasn't allowed a pressure. Uh, you would think Texas, you know, again, that's one guy you got to deal with, but just keep an eye on Patrick Paul. He'll probably be a first-round draft pick when we get to the draft in April. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the highest-graded pass-blocking uh, offensive lineman uh, in the Power Five, according to PFF. So he, he's the real deal. And they had like a top 75. This is where I saw Jonathan Brooks, actually. He was ranked as the top back in pro football focus, top 75 draftable prospects overall. They had him as the number one running back there, too. So you said the Athletic had him as the top back, and 
Pro Football Focus has him as a top back coming off the board. I mean, he may have to make a decision. That's which is crazy to think. But yeah, Jonathan Brooks, <laughs> because he has excelled uh, to this extent, he may have a decision to make at the end of the year. That's a great thing for him. Congrats to that young man. Because and he was, I think he had his number retired at Hallettsville too. Uh, recently, we played that sound, that audio. Yeah, at high school. So he's, uh, yeah, man. He was a hell of a player at Hallett. He's a two-way player, 3A school, <laughs> so you kind of do everything there. He's clearly their best player by a mile. He was Mr. Texas football. Yes, he was. You're right about that. And he's about to play the worst defense <laughs> in in the Big Twelve. So though he this could be us. This could be a Heisman. Put if Sark wants to run the football. If Sark decides, you know what, man. I'm gonna just take the path of least resistance here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow this thing to be a shootout. I'm just gonna run the damn football down their throat and force them to submit. And well, then I, defensively, I will put our defense in good positions, play complimentary football, that kind of thing. If he decides to do it, and then Jonathan Brooks is the focus of the game plan, this could be a Heisman type game for him. I mean, he could go. He's already been going off, but he can go off even more. We can talk about two hundred something yards sure. rushing. Well, and I, I agree with you that Sark does like to. Yeah, it's a showcase. X he's and a, a yeah. X and O, but he's an ex, he's and I'm not exhibition even saying go six O line and you know two tight ends. Just you can you can run out of you know. Oh yeah, you can run spread sets. Yeah. You can spread it out and run it. Uh, he's good in whatever capacity, and I think you can pick your poison here. This says Wisconsin had a good run of running backs a few years ago. That's true. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Wisconsin did. But right now, Texas is kind of running back you because Bijan was the best running back for two years in college football, and now it looks like Jonathan Brooks is. That's three years in a row. You've had the best running back. In the country, arguably. All right. Behind it's the burn orange good. curtain, we'll talk about uh, the Houston Cougars. Donovan Smith is a quarterback the Longhorns have seen, obviously. Beat him, won the game at Texas Tech last year. He's having his best stretch, and his he, best three-game stretch of his career, arguably. And he's a streaky player, right? He'll, mm-hmm. How about against West, against, uh, West Virginia last Thursday? Donovan Smith, the big quarterback, transferred in from Texas Tech. He was 0 for his first six, but then he finished 21 of 27. So he went 21 in a row, Rod. Yeah. Including the Hail Mary. I'm telling you. He's completed <laughs> over 73% of his passes the last three three games. Yeah, he's playing good. He's playing good football, man. Yeah. So and their receivers him. are the strength of their offense. Yeah. I, I like that group. Matthew Golden's a, kind of a Sarky receiver, fast. Uh, man Jack. Joseph Man Jack. But he's a beast. He, he's probably the best overall receiver, period. And he play him in the slot. And Big guy. He breaks tackles too after after the catch some things. I he's a good player and they got the we only talk about the leading receiver in the Big Twelve, which is Sam Brown. He doesn't even get the most love because he's not it's not flashy. The other guys kind of do it with flash. He's just steady. Yeah, Sam Brown. He's another one. Well, so, as you've said, I, I agree with you on this game. It's either a blowout for Texas or a shootout, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think te- oh, you know Houston has the horses to stop Texas much. But at the same time, they'd like to make it a shootout and see if they can score. Kind of like the uh, Texas Tech game a year ago. I love it. Exactly right, brother. Where you go for it on fourth down, you mm-hmm. throw caution to the wind and uh, try to try to get a huge win and in in with a sellout crowd down at uh, yep. in the third ward. Hey, we come back. We'll get the what the facts. Also, back to the Astros and Rangers and uh, the busy Thursday previewing the w- football weekend. A couple of must see games. You got two huge games. One in college, one in pros that you absolutely have to watch this weekend. We'll tell you what those are. Come back and what the facts. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. What the facts on hook them up? Facts from the night. Christian Javier has now held opponents to a .71 batting average through his four career postseason starts. That's the lowest 
opponent batting average in any four-start span in Major League Baseball postseason history. El Reptile, Christian Javier, bringing it. Love that. Hard to hit. It's great nickname. Point seventy-one. Christian, twenty-six-year-old yeah. running hitter. That's got big that, time. Got that clutch gene. Yeah, Verlander again. His only blemish was uh, <laughs> uh, the home run to Josh Young, the uh, former Texas Tech Red Raider, mm. touched up the Astros twice last night. But the Astros win at 8-5. We'll review that coming up and uh, look forward to Game 4. But, uh, yeah, Christian Javier has become a go-to guy for the Astros in the postseason. What the facts? Uh, how about this one for you? Um, this season, in conference games in college football, teams who win the first quarter and score first, 69% win percentage. Ooh, Be good. Give me that again. Be good early. Be, Be good. good early. Conference games, teams that score first and win the first quarter, or 94 and 43, 69%. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. But be good early. And Texas you actually say 69? has. Yeah, 69. Nice. Texas actually hasn't been good early, actually. They've been better. They've been really good late. That's a top 10 scoring team in the second half and in the fourth quarter. But once they get good early and in the red zone, damn, watch out. That's when they'll look like one of the best teams in the country. They already are, but like the best team in the country, potentially. Yeah, that's been Sark's uh, mo and focus is uh, score more points on you know not kicking field goals, putting the ball in the end zone. And by the way, Jonathan Brooks can help with that. By the way, he can run the football. Uh, he should be able to run yes, the ball. he can. Yes, yeah. he can. I agree with that. No yeah. doubt. Run the rock, baby. All right. What what the facts, Rod? What the facts? It is a. This is not a. This is not my opinion. This is a fact. There are a lot of good games this weekend, but the two games you absolutely have to watch this weekend. Give it to me. Have to. You've got to be near a television. Early in the day on Saturday to watch Ohio State and Penn State. That is an 11 o'clock oh. kick. It's the big noon game. You can watch it and still watch Texas yeah, and big. Houston. That's gonna be big. That is a huge game. I mean, mm-hmm. three straight Saturdays you've had Texas OU. Uh, Oregon-Washington was the must-see game last week, and neither disappointed. Um, Longhorn fans were disappointed in the outcome of the Cotton Bowl game, but it was a great football mm-hmm. game. I think Penn State-Ohio State is uh, going to be you know, similar. Might be a little lower scoring than those two with the over-under at 45, but uh, Penn State-Ohio State, that is a massive game nationally. Then the NFL, you've got to be by your television on Sunday night to watch the Dolphins play the Eagles. Oh, yeah. But a pair of five-and-one football teams. And the Dolphins. Ooh. Yeah, we got to preview that one tomorrow. I'm going to have to break that one down. Dolphins got that one in back. I well, I'm with you. I think the Dolphins do. You guys always hound the Dolphins, but the Eagles' pass rush is good, but their secondary is shaky and questionable. Well, well, look, the Dolphins have beaten you know some would argue five average to below average to bad teams. They played Buffalo and they scored 20 points and got beat by 28. That's true. Uh, so that becomes the question. Their wins are over the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, and the Panthers. Those are not good teams. Char- Cowboys just beat a sloppy Chargers team on Monday night. New England yep. has got one win. Denver's got one win. The Giants have one win. Carolina has zero wins. So the Dolphins have played a pretty easy schedule to this point, and the one good team they played beat them by 28 points. That is, this is a this is a big statement game for Buffalo. I mean, excuse me, for Miami. Are they ready to measure up with a Philadelphia Eagles team who is five and one, but and but are coming off a down week where they lost to the Jets and Jalen Hurts played a bad game and they're playing in Philadelphia? They haven't played anybody either. Think about it. They played the Rams, won by nine points. They played the Commanders, won by a field goal in overtime. They beat the Bucks, yep. winning record, the only team with a winning record. They beat the Vikings by six points, and then they beat the Patriots by five. They played close games with pretty bad teams, now that we look back on it. That Patriot, like a few of those games in the moment were like, oh, Patriots, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, of course it was close. But now that we know how bad those teams are, I, th- I think 
the Eagles should be getting more hate than than they are right now. I agree with Micah Parsons and the sound we played yesterday where you know, I, Jalen Hurts hasn't been good this year, and the Eagles, like you said, especially in the secondary and defense, it hasn't been the same as last year. Yeah, no, it's no doubt. I think they're missing those coordinators a little bit more. And than, Darius Slay. Um, yeah, but they, yeah, no doubt. I think they're they're missing a lot of that. I mean, or Gardner Johnson, sorry, C.J. Gardner Johnson. Yeah, who's talking some trash these days? Uh, anyway, what the facts? Getting back to the, how about this one? We talked about the Aggie offense and their struggles. Um, as much as the Aggie, the Aggies o- have an offense. Yeah, exactly. Right? You Texas A&M <laughs> Aggies. Yeah, exactly. The, the struggles on offensive line and the lack of development. We went. We've gone over those numbers. As much as the offense is struggling, though, the defense is balling. Um, and we have not given them enough credit uh, in the five games uh, since that Miami loss. Uh, 76% stop rate, 12th best in the FBS, uh, and they're fifth in points per drive allowed, which is pretty damn good. They just Their defense isn't really the problem. They had a bad game. We've seen that before. Um, but, man, it's the offense that is just dreadful for the Aggies. So, Aggie, your defense is playing well. So I just want to throw that hey, out what's there. what's Jimbo Fisher's side of the ball? It's offense. That's what, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's offense. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Isn't he an offensive guy. Mm, what yeah. about Bobby Petrino? What does he do? They hired him uh, to be an offensive coach. Yeah, yeah it's not know. very good. Is it's it? It's not very good at all. No, that could be a problem for him. Just saying. Uh, oh, we'll see. I mean, right now that we'll see if they're willing to pay the price to move on from Jimbo. They should. Well, and and if it's imme- if it's inevitable, make it immediate. Just do it. Yeah, and that's what we said yesterday. And it was Just my buddy it. Mike Craven from Eyes on Texas and Dave uh, Dave Campbell's who said this on Twitter. But if you're an Aggie fan and you're saying, well, we can't afford the $70 million, well, it's going to be 60 next year. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. you're, talking about a, you're not talking about a $70 million problem. You're talking about a $10 million problem. Pretty much. Every year you put it off, it's just $10 million you're saving. You're not like, it's not like it's ever going to go way down. You're going to have to pay off that contract. It's guaranteed. Yep. Um, but whether you do it now, it's, it's just a $10 million deal at this point. It's going to be you know, just $10 million down as they go. And by the way, this past... Um, this past Tuesday was the two-year anniversary of the last time the, the Aggies won a road SEC game. Come on, man. That's a that's, road game in the SEC. That's, was, a, that's a definitive indictment. Like that's That was at Missouri. Come on. At Missouri. They won 35-14. to 14. That's the last time they won a road conference game. Something ain't working. Something ain't working. That ain't good. If it's been that long since you've run a road conference game. Two years. Two, two years, years Tuesday. Yeah. That's a fact, Rod. It's, it's it's hard to it's hard to just it's hard to justify keeping a coach around when you can't win a road game in conference. One other what the fact on the way to the top of the hour, Jose Altuve, the second player in MLB history to hit twenty five career postseason home runs, joining one other, Manny Ramirez. Hey, what the facts? Man Ram and Jose Altuve, the only two players with twenty five career MLB mm-hmm. home runs in the postseason. Uh, Altuve's got 10 in the LCS. That ties Kyle Schwarber, Albert Pujols for the second most all-time, trailing only Manny Ramirez. So big-time Astros back in this series. It's 2-1. to one. We'll recap it coming back. Congratulations to the WNBA's Vegas Aces rod back-to-back. Back-to-back. Did you see uh, Mark Davis? Nope. The bad haircut? Yeah, he was, like, dancing. They got a video of him dancing, yeah, celebrating. Please don't. I don't need to see that. He's excited, man. Isn't, isn't uh, Tom Brady a part owner of the, I think so. the, the Vegas Aces now, too? Yeah. Was he there? No, Tom. Uh, Tom didn't show up. Was they were hanging. talking trash on him uh, a few weeks ago for showing up for the first time. Oh, well, They're what? like, oh, he finally showed up. Oh, huh? uh, okay. Well, he should have showed up for this one. This is the one to show up for. Yeah, the oh, back-to-back man. championship, WNBA. Title town, baby. Because I, uh, I know all of you knew that there was a WNBA championship game last night. I bet on it. 
Uh, see, Ty knew. Ty were you in jail? Me and my guy Rashid <laughs> got those picks. Were you, did you get your one phone call? I need to check those DMs, by the way, and see if he responded. Oh, we'll be back. Man. When we do, That's we'll good. reset the headlines. Rod will have a, his first rant of the day. We've got our bullish and BS next hour as well. It's uh, Thursday. Weekend's here. We've got baseball, football, we've got it all. Looking forward to it. Uh, and looking forward to you rejoining us right after a quick time out at the top. It took him up with Ian Rodby.